This podcast is brought to you by Mezcala Nursery, located at 6901 Orange Avenue, Long Beach, California, 90805. Mezcala, family-owned, family-ran since 2007. This place is my happy place, you guys. I'm there all the time. It's a giant piece of property full of greenhouses packed to the brim of everything you can possibly imagine, from your landscaping needs to houseplants to cactus and succulents. They even have a greenhouse solely dedicated to rare and obscure collector specimens. I'm talking, I've seen Monstera albos there. I've seen tide constellations there. Rare collector specimens that I can't even find online, I find them there. If you head over to their Instagram, at Mezcala Nursery, they keep their stories updated daily of these plants that can come and go really quick. You could miss it. Make sure to go check it out. Not only that, they treat you like family. I bring my kids with me, you guys, and I always have an amazing experience. Such great customer service, so helpful, so knowledgeable, and prices that can't be beat. Bring them a price from another nursery, they'll beat it. Bring them a price from a big box store, they're going to beat it. 6901 Orange Avenue, Long Beach, California, 90805, Mezcala Nursery. Tell them I sent you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to If Plants Could Talk. This is Garrett. I'm your host. Uh, this conversation took place on March 21st, 2021, uh, with my guest Euphorbia, Euphoria, or Jesse. Uh, I just want to take a moment to thank everyone once again from the bottom of my heart for tuning in and listening. Uh, shout out to At Plant Torino tuning in from Manchester, UK. Uh, my fellow Asian plant nerd, as they message me. Uh, shout out to all the Asian plant nerds tuning into this podcast, uh, especially during this difficult time for our community. Uh, I've got a pretty special lineup I'm putting together for you guys. Uh, coming up just in the short term, I have Crazy for Cactus this week, and uh, then Sunrise Cactus, followed by Mad Potters, and I got some other people too in the works. But uh, yeah, I got the chance to peer into Jesse's life today, and uh really enjoy this conversation. I relate to him a lot and our, our taste in music and uh, we're both kind of silly and awkward and uh, it was fun trying to navigate this conversation with him. So without any further ado, here's Jesse. What's up, Jesse? How you doing? Hey, how you doing, Gary? I'm doing well. Thanks. Thank you for coming on, bro. I'm really stoked to have you here. Yeah, I'm glad I finally made it on. I'm excited. Yeah. You strike me as like a really approachable, kind and loving person thank you i appreciate that sorry i didn't mean to like <laughs> throw an awkward compliment no you, no but <laughs> obviously i don't know how to take those <laughs> yeah i'm not so good with compliments either but i was thinking about it before I, before we started i was like man he's he just seems like a nice guy easy going thank you i appreciate that because i i always worry I often worry that people don't approach me because they think oh like because i'm often shy and kind of timid so people are like oh he doesn't want to talk to me or something like that so yeah i'm pretty self-conscious about that but you know i have people tell me on instagram like hey i saw you at the nursery but i didn't want to bother you i was like next time say hi yeah yeah i'll be honest i'm, I'm the same way i might not present that way all the time but um 
yeah, I'm, I have some self-conscious issues for sure. I get really bad social anxiety. I was over here like doing grounding exercises before we started. I got like my crystals. I'm going to make sure my incense doesn't burn out. I was like deep in yoga and breathing, like just trying to chill, dude. And I'm still kind of like I can hear it in my voice. You know, I get anxious. Yeah, I'm anxious right now too. Yeah. yeah. Well, where are you from, dude? Welcome. First of all, thank you. Where are you from? Thank you. So I'm born and raised here in California. I moved around a couple of times. Um, uh, I guess the first place I lived was La Puente, California, okay. in San Gabriel Valley. And then after that, we moved to Anaheim Hills in Orange County. And then after that, moved to Corona. And then finally kind of landed in Downey, California. Okay. Um, and now I'm living here in Long Beach, California. Okay, cool. How long were you in Downey for? Uh, pretty much all of high school. So I went to eighth grade through 12th grade in Downey. And then uh, my family actually moved to Yuma, Arizona. And I stuck behind by myself in, in Downey. And um, yeah, and then back to West Covina eventually. And then all over down the in Long Beach. Yeah. Yeah. I love Long Beach. I absolutely love Long Beach. The nice yeah. balance between like the city and the sea, you know. Yeah, definitely. Got all and I'm in a hot spot of like a bunch of nurseries now that I've I've realized that like I can just walk down to Mescal. I mean, be a long walk, but it's not that bad. Yeah, and that's something that maybe I took for granted before because ever since I've like joined the online plant community, I realized like how many people don't have that. You know, a lot of people yeah. don't have Mescala, you know, down the street. And, right. um, yeah, somebody pointed out to me like, uh, that it was like providing a service by offering these plants online. And I never really thought about it like that because some of them can't, you know, get their, get their hands on some of the stuff that we can. So yeah, yeah. very blessed. Um, definitely. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? Where, where did you discover your love for plants? How long have you been doing this? Uh, well, I dove deep, uh, during the pandemic, mm -hmm. You know, like a lot of us, um, I've always appreciated them, always liked them. Um, you know, now that I have a, a place of my own, I actually have space to put them. Right. So I never really bought anything before, but now I have a place where I can actually have space to put my these plants that I've always looked at. I was like, oh, that's cool. Now I have a place was like, oh, cool, that's cool. Now I can put it at my house. Nice. So really, and then now I have the time to actually like tend to them a little bit you know, you know, work it from home. I'm lucky that I still have a job and I get to work from home uh, nice. during these times. So I'll take a little lunch break go outside and, you know, look at my plants, maybe repot something, you know, get some sun and then come back inside and get back to work. Nice. Nice. So I see that you're uh, a euphorbia fanatic. Is that your favorite? You're, you're late. You have a latex fetish, correct? I have a latex <laughs> fetish. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, and it's funny because I, I, I was one of those sinners that said, oh, that's a cactus. And then I quickly learned like, oh, it's different. That's a euphorbia. And then the world of euphorbia just opened up to me. And I was like, wow, there's so many cool euphorbia. Yeah. Um, you know, that's where it started. Yeah, I'm still trying to get down to the bottom of that uh, situation what's going on there between the difference. I'm, I'm hoping that this other dude that I'm interviewing will um, settle a couple of uh, like unresolved question, unanswered questions, uh, the difference between euphorbia and cactus, and then also the difference between PC and non-PC uh, pocanoids. Because he's a plant geneticist and biologist, so I'm hoping he can like settle that for me. 
because I've been asking people and I haven't really gotten quite the the answer I'm looking for yet. Yeah, I mean, I know some differences, but I'm sure that that that, that guy's going to have a lot better answers than I am. They're both succulents, though, right? Yeah, aren't they? I can, I, I, we well, can guess. It's okay for yeah. us to guess, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about the larger family. Like cactus is from like that cacti family, right? And then yeah. euphorbia is a whole different. But I think yeah, they're both cactus. I'm not sure if cactus and succulents are in the same family, but I think they are. But again, you know, I'm still learning. Yeah. But you know. Yeah. Similar. Yeah. Do you have any house plants? Yeah. Um, so that's my wife started collecting houseplants before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely took off more once I got into it too. I was like, Hey, just buy it. Like let's, let's buy it. Let's put it in the house. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely have houseplants. I, I lucky that I don't have to take care of them because there's, there's, they're a little bit more needy than, yeah. you know, the cacti and succulents sometimes. Um, but yeah, my wife tends to them and um, it's fun to go out and, go look at the house plants too yeah isn't it nice that they like take care of themselves you know like i could if i had to i never really do i always make sure i check on my plants but you know you don't have to worry as much with house plants yeah they're so needy my house plants aren't as healthy as my plants that are outside that's for sure yeah no i think luckily like i said my wife takes care of the indoor plants not to say like oh that's her problem but yeah i i try to help when i can and um but I think it's better if I leave it to her before I, I kill something. <laughs> right, right, right. So uh, what kind of stuff are you working on back there? I, I would love to come see one day. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would love to have people over. It's obviously it's weird times and they can't yeah. just have like people like come by and, and all the time. Um, but I'm hopeful that it's going to be soon that I'll be able to you know, I have people check it out. It's not a lot, you know, but it's still cool to come and talk about plants and geek out over the little plants that I have. Right. Um, but yeah, I think I just have my little collection, you know, I'll propagate things. And um, now that it's spring, I can start, you know, chopping and propagating and yeah. rooting stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for spring too. Haven't seen any growth in a while on some of these things. Yeah, we're not there yet, I guess. You know, I, I just hugged my grandma for the first time in over a year yesterday uh, because we wow. we all got vaccinated. My uncle came for the first time in a long time, too. And we all love plants, so we, we spent some time, and they were planting uh, plumeria, which is another plant that I really, really love. Um, but, yeah, it, it yeah, I understand. I, I haven't had anyone. I don't think I'm ready to host anyone. I'm, like, self-conscious about the way my yard looks. Uh it's like really overgrown. I haven't cut the grass in a long time. Like the greenhouse is nice, but everything else is like super messy. So I feel you on that. Cause yeah, my, <laughs> that's one thing I want to do. Hopefully this year is like do some landscaping yeah. in my front yard and my backyard and make it a nice kind of environment to hang out. Cause you know, the table where I have my plants nice, but like the grass and everything's kind of torn up and stuff. So I'm a little self-conscious about that as well. It's a lot yeah. of work, man, tending to a yard, you know, and I got kids too. And that's why I met you at, uh, I met you at Boba Loca that time you got that uh, Puntia Robusta from me because I'm, yeah. like, I'm not ready to host any of these people. I had like, I think I had just like launched the page a few months prior to that. 
but uh you were always smashing the like button i appreciate that dude <laughs> and i like yeah. i like what you're doing too uh, i would like to say like um to say you're an active member of the plant community would be an understatement i noticed that you're like the first one at the gate when there's a show first one in line um you're always sharing other people's stuff bringing positivity doing interacting in the in the giveaways and stuff like that. I see you and, and I appreciate that. It's cool, man. You know, it's nice to connect with somebody that's like only bringing something positive towards the community. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that. Like I, I think the plant is an addiction, right? Like we're addicted to the plants, but so is the community. Like the community is pretty addictive too. And um, for the most part, it's a positive thing. And, and I like to, you know, share out, you know, what my buddies are doing. I I consider everyone on here, my buddy. And it's like, Hey, check out what what so-and-so is doing or check out this raffle that this person's doing or this charity thing that this person's doing and contribute. If I can't contribute with money or plants, you know, maybe I can at least share something. Um, But yeah, I I try to stay active in in the community. Yeah. It's cool. Cause I never knew that it existed. You know, I just kind of like stumbled upon it one day, like looking at plants I, I had no idea, you know, but it makes sense. It makes sense, especially I think with the pandemic, it really brought people to the internet, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, I was looking at these pages casually on like my personal Instagram. Mm-hmm. When I started my plant one, that's when in like you know the comments start coming in and the DMs come in, and then you start building these connections and these friendships. Um, so yeah, there's there's a whole community out there, and it's crazy to to find that during you know, a year ago uh, yeah. when it's all started. Yeah. And everybody's so supportive. That's what I noticed too. Um, Cause I've started other creative pages before um, like photography and stuff like that. And they're not as interactive um, as they are in, in the plant community. Everybody is like very, like, I, I feel like I can even post something about like something difficult that's going on in my life and my story. And I get responses even as opposed to like my personal page where I may not, um, yeah. these people are, are from what I've seen, very loving and, and supportive and it's, it's beautiful to see for sure. Yeah, definitely. I feel the same way. Like I see it too. I see people sharing their personal side, um, on their plant pages and it's, I think it, it's a testament to how strong the community is and why they're reaching out to the community. Yeah. And it's only growing too, right? I mean, it seems like it's going to grow, uh, exponentially, infinitely, you know yeah it seems like and and i hope it does you know i hope it doesn't like all of a sudden stop because everything goes back to normal right right yeah it's interesting how things go in waves i wonder if there was a time where um this community has like thrived and then maybe gone down like any subculture you know i don't know i'm just comparing it to like other subcultures like i was really into raving growing up and that was like a community and it's gone in waves too um, and I still consider myself like a part of that community. It was always really important to me, dance music and dance culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, anyways, kind of off topic, top, top, no, top topic. I think that, <laughs> no, I think you meant, that's a good point. Cause I kind of see us as the new generation coming into this. Right. Right. Um, and we have different points of views than maybe the older generation and we're sure. bringing, and bringing that into it. Um, but I do look forward to going to joining clubs like the Long Beach Club because yeah. um, there's going to be people there that aren't on Instagram and I'm going to learn a yeah. lot from them. Um, you know, it's just a whole different generation. Yeah. What plant club are you referring to? 
the Long Beach Cactus and okay, what is it, Succulent Society, Society or whatever yeah, club? Okay. Yeah, I've seen that. I think it's Long Beach Cactus Club. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Have you gone to one of those meets? Are they doing meets? No, they're not. No, so they're I mean, I know like, the LA um, Cactus and Succulent Society does like the the zooms, um, the zooms. <laughs> zooms. <laughs> sound like I sound like a zoomer, a boomer, a boomer, uh, a zoomer, boomer. Okay. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah I know they do like Zoom sessions, like webinars and stuff. Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, I'm sure. I don't know about the other, the other clubs. Yeah. Uh, shout out to them. I think they follow me on Instagram, and I've seen them and some of the stuff they're doing too. Also, uh, like shout out to everybody that's listened to this podcast. I've been uh, really amazed at the like the amount of people. I don't know. It's like over 200 different um, individual listeners uh shout out oh, i meant to write down your username there's somebody that reached out from from the uk that's listening um especially those people any anybody that's listening i really appreciate that I'm super stoked to be able to do this it's been it's been fine man no that's awesome and, and i i i'm excited to watch it keep growing and see who else we bring on here you know i i i know a lot of these people um and it's cool to to hear them on this and i've heard the, the other episodes and it was cool to hear Vic and Will talk about you know all their stuff and um, I was surprised to get a shout out in that one uh, and then I heard you talk to Troy and that was really cool and I learned a little bit more about Troy so yeah. it's, it's just really cool to hear you know a little bit more about people's stories yeah it's cool to see how passionate everybody is um, so you said in the last year you really started loving plants uh maybe like uh more become more passionate about it but like when did it start i think so i remember my dad tending to the garden a lot like on on his days off which Mm -hmm. is usually like where maybe a sunday uh he worked a lot and i never wanted to go out and help him i just wanted to stay in bed and and chill or watch cartoons or whatever it was um so I, I think, you know, it kind of started with that and going to like, you know, the big box stores and looking at the plants with my dad. And um, he was more into like planting flowers in the garden and stuff like, okay. you know, just like that kind of stuff. So I think maybe it started there, but then I just started, I, I've always kind of liked the desert scene, desert like vibes and, mm-hmm. um, you know, just the plants that grow and, and those those environments are just amazing to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just always catches my eye. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something very captivating about the desert for sure. Um, what, how did that evolve um, with time? So you, you see inspiration um, from your father doing some home gardening. Um, what did you eventually, did you, was it intentional that you started doing it? Like, did you, or were you aware of the fact that you were collecting or did it just kind of happen? Honestly, it just started happening. Um, I think the first plant I saw was uh, a Dioscorea elephantipes. Okay. And I was like, oh, look at that, like, cool, bumpy, tortoiseshell-looking codex thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I didn't know what a codex was when I was looking at it, but I was like, you know, I've learned now that it's a codex. And just seeing that, and then that's kind of where I, I, it started, Um my wife bought it that for me actually from shout out to green touch nursery. Yeah. Uh, she Oscar. Bought that there and Oscar. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, and she brought that home for me. And that, that was kind of the, the first of my collection. And then, you know, I went to Mescala and I got a, a, a variegated Meliformis from him and, you know, started picking up more and more and more. And before I knew it, I had a, a table full of stuff. Nice. I'll be honest, I don't know what either of those plants are. What What is a codex? <laughs> a codex is kind of like, um, it's kind of like the root, like the trunk. You know, if you look at these codiform uh, plants, so a lot of euphorbia have like a codex and it kind of looks like a little trunk. Okay. And then it's it's part of the root system. So kind of like if you look at, you know, I make fun and call my, my, um, my those plants called like a potato right because it kind of looks like a potato and they grow kind of like a potato mm-hmm. um so yeah that's kind of what a codex is so if you see like um uh what, what's a good i don't know i don't know how to else describe it or what plant yeah has it you know off the top of my head no worries that's a reason why i want to get to a point where i can incorporate visual into this um uh, Definitely going to convert the garage here into a studio because I have a studio at my work, but it's kind of touchy because we're a recovery center. So it's Mm -hmm. like uh, there's certain things that I can't talk about there. So it kind of limits me. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I would love to incorporate video and shout out to Green Touch, the Oscar and the Shed um, because he's incorporating video into that. And he can like show plants, you know, if I can get to a point where we can have this type of conversation. but incorporate video that'd be great. You know, we could talk about yeah. certain plants. Yeah, definitely. If I had one on hand, I would have shown you on video. It's okay. But I don't. It's okay. Um, but yeah, it's basically like a, the trunk. Yeah. Like the, like the base of a plant. Yeah. Um, what kind of propagation are you doing over there? Nothing right now. I do have, um, so, uh, the euphorbia lactea the mm-hmm. white ghost mm-hmm. so i do have like two of those with a lot of branches um i have one that i tried to root before spring and it just hasn't taken off um so hopefully now that there's warmer weather and i can leave it outside and hopefully there's no moisture it'll start rooting mm-hmm. um but other than that I, I haven't really started propagating much um you know, I, my wife has a bunch of stuff that she's propagating, like house plants. You know, like a string of turtles, string of hearts, and you know, all those strings of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, she has those propagating, and it's pretty cool to see those kind of take off. Like water propagation. She different? does a little bit of different things. Yeah, it depends on the the plant. I know she puts some in like the the sphagnum moss. Um, I think she does water propagation for for some pothos and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, all, all sorts of different kinds. And I learned a lot from, from her. That's awesome that you guys share that common love for plants. And you have your own uh, sector of the plants. You know, she, right. she's more into the house plants. You're more into the cactus and succulents. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we cross over definitely because right. she's, yeah. she's into some like mesems, um, which I love too. Okay. And I'm into some of the house plants that she likes. Or like I encourage like, oh, let's get this house plant. Uh-huh. Yeah. Say that again. What is it? Mesems? Mesems. What are those? So, you know, like lithops. Okay. Um, okay. So lithops is a mesem. Uh, the kind of phytums, um, those kind of living rock, living stone kind of plants. Yeah, those things are interesting. I don't have one yet. I need to get one. I know they're cheap too, aren't they? Lithops are pretty cheap. Depends. Like Some common of them, ones maybe at least. 
Yeah, sometimes you can find them for like $5. Um, but then sometimes, you know, a, a set of them will cost you like 50 bucks. There's some more rare ones that it's like, whoa, yeah. that's 50 bucks for that. Yeah. So are you going to try a, a rooting hormone for the the uh, Lactea? Like you're going to use a Clonex or are you going to use the powder? I don't, I don't know. I think Vic the Prick and, and Whittier Prick said that they use Clonex on the Euphorbia in particular, but. Yeah, they told me that too. And, and, you know, that's something I'll, I might try because you know, I started in winter and it didn't take off. Yeah. So maybe adding some of that yeah. definitely with, with the new cuttings, I'll be able to actually put something on right, right away. Yeah, I made that mistake too of not thinking about the fact that it was winter and trying to propagate things. <laughs> yeah. Like a bunch of, and you know now now they're like just now starting to get roots the ones that did survive, you know. Right. But uh, yeah, it's always fun. That's like my favorite thing that, that I, like when I first fell in love with like actually like tending plants, not just having them, but like tending to them would be like propagation. Like I I used to like duplicate a lot of marijuana plants and um then cactus too started doing that for a while and uh there's just something it, it feels so good when it when you like do a root check and they're there you know yeah yeah definitely um uh speaking of oscar again another shout out to oscar um he gave me this cool crested euphorbia um medusa and it was just like the the trunk that was like crested mm-hmm. and it wasn't rooted and he gave it to me and I put it in some like perlite and pumice and that's pretty much it. And I would check on it. There'd be no roots, there'd be no roots. And finally kind of left it alone for a while. And I was like, you know what? I need to check. I'm, I I know you're not supposed to touch it. You're supposed to kind of leave it there and, and yeah. let it do its thing. But I'm just like, I need to see. I want to see if it has the roots. Um, finally, one day I checked and sure enough, it had roots. Nice. So that was exciting to see. Yeah, super yeah. exciting. Yeah, I do that too. I I can't help myself. I I pull the plants out and I'll rip the one root that it got too sometimes. (laughs) Fuck the whole process up. It's interesting how some of them, like I'll plant five of the same plant, five of the same type of plant cuttings and, you know, one of them will root through the whole pot and like be fully rooted and the other ones won't be. It's strange. Like, you know, it's never the same, you know? Right. And the best we can do is try to learn from those experiences. Right, right. Yeah. Speaking of learning, I'm I'm gonna I think I'm gonna take uh Long Beach City College has a horticulture program. I'm not gonna like go for a degree in horticulture, but I wanna like not feel dumb when I interview some of these plant experts, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like I, I wanna at least have like a, a basic layman's term understanding. So I think I'm gonna try to do that. It's a little goal. But Yeah, I actually I've thought of the same sort of thing. Um, because that's the local school here. Yeah. Um, and they do have like, a, I follow their, they have a horticulture club Instagram mm-hmm. and I follow them and it's cool to see what they're up to right now. I think it's a little weird because of COVID, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think that would be pretty cool to take some classes and learn a little bit more. Let's do it. Let's push each other to get it done. Sign up for fall, you know, maybe summer. Right. I was thinking summer, but, uh, I don't know if I, I don't know how that works. It's been a while since I've been in school but that's yeah. cool i'll check out that instagram yeah we'll check out the the schedule of classes and see what's up all right i'm excited about that um 
Okay. What about your coffee cups? I got one of those. I ordered one of those. I was I had it on me in the the first podcast. What else are you making? You making shirts? Thank you, thank you. Um, I mean, yeah, I made I made shirts uh, with the same design, and I made uh, a new design, um, kind of inspired by like the emo scene, and it it was just like black and white, mm-hmm. um, and it was just a, a loaf that was rotted, and it said "Rotten Peace." Yeah, um, I saw you know, that. The, I put I put those up on my bonfire, uh, just because it's like the quick and easy way. I, I another class I want to take is screen printing, so I can actually just be able to do it myself. Okay. Um, you know, and and also I could probably just take the time and look it up on YouTube and do all that. But it it's I have a lot going on, so it's hard to make time for that too. Yeah. Uh, but that would be like the the ultimate goal is to be able to like screen print my own stuff and not have to go through like bonfire and because they they charge a little bit more and i want to be able to offer things kind of cheaper and a little bit more i guess personal too because it's just a big company making all these things and need to order yeah yeah there's something a little more special about something coming by hand i guess you know i can see why you want to do that that's cool yeah i I get inspired from like people like contrabando la if if you follow them Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um you know, he, he designs his own stuff. He prints his own stuff. And I think that's so cool. And, you know, no offense to anybody else out there, but right. he has like the best designs in, in the game right now. Like I, his, his designs are so awesome. Always. I'm going to have to look a little more closely. I, I think I just recognize the name, but yeah, I'll check that out. Um, yeah. There's also heat presses. I used to have one of those. I used to do like, you just print it onto transfer paper and you can heat press it. But I yeah. don't know how good or how long the imagery lasts. And then uh, direct-to-garment. I actually, like, I, I worked in apparel for a long time. Uh, direct-to-garment would be cool, too. They had these printers where you just mm-hmm. put the fucking shirt in the printer and it prints it out on it for you. Yeah. It's supposed to be, like, yeah. the best quality you can get direct-to-garment. Yeah. yeah, I think that that might be what Bonfire does, I'm sure, because they can afford those big machines. Right, on a mass scale. Through there. Yeah. 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 What other art artworks do you appreciate or do you engage in? All kinds. Like, obviously, right now because the plant the ceramics are huge right now. Okay. Um, so I went all 2020 without buying like a single pot from anybody. You know, I always admired them. So, um, you know, right when the the year turned, uh, Cactus Cult Ceramics put some stuff up, and I bought my first, you know, vessel, and I was like, yes, finally um and then it just took off and then i bought some daniel um pottery da pot pottery pots mm-hmm. um some johnny pothead pots got an automata pot so a bunch of sh- big shout outs to all those those people sure. uh, naked city naked city ceramics i bought my mom a pot from her and um you know just customized it for my mom that was pretty cool yeah, so I got her. Um, I ordered her a custom pot from Naked City Ceramics, mm-hmm. um, and and then I started talking about how I appreciate like all the people that are staging stuff right now, and I get inspired by you know Das Collector and, and his staging, Baker Sucks, My Planted Life, you know those yeah. those people that I follow and and I hang out. I get to see because we're all pretty local. Yeah, um, and it's just cool to see what people do. And I, I think it's kind of meditative, you know, just sitting there with your plant and put, putting pot, putting your top dressing, you know, adding a rock or whatever, and just, you know, making 
what what you want to do with a plant. Yeah, very zen, and calming, yeah. and then the visually stimulating after the fact. You know. Yeah. We didn't really. I didn't really ask you what what is your current favorite type of plant. Oof. Um. I have to say euphorbia, right? Okay, because it's in your <laughs> username. Yeah, I mean, I I really love you know the the variety of euphorbia, and there's just so many that I still don't even know about right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also love like Ariocarpus. I think those are really cool. They really bring me back to like I I instantly think of like the dino the time dinosaurs were on Earth and things like that. Right? It's, it's just I I really appreciate the look and the texture of them. Um, and the, the fluff, uh, just seeing yeah. it and, you know, out there combing its hair or blush, you know, my little brush and Do you? fluff it up. You yeah. brush its hair? Do you talk yeah, to him too? Do you talk to him? So I feel like, I don't know if it's just me, but um, I, maybe it's because I was an only child for pretty much like 15 years. Mm-hmm. So I learned to talk a lot in my own head. So yeah. I, I feel like I have like, I have a telepathic ability with my plants and I just kind of talk to them like just you know, with my head in my head, I don't verbally actually talk to them. I believe it. And I'm fascinated by that. Um, I'm fascinated by the fact that, that a human, uh, some, some humans like they appreciate plants, but you know, it's not their thing, but then there's others that like just absolutely love and care for plants. There's like a strange connection there, um, to nature. And the fact that you said that is really cool, man. I, I, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, why? Well, Aerial carpus, uh, I just started to to like those two. You were saying prehistoric. Yeah, there's like something prehistoric about them. Those and and loafs and like when you read the history. Also, um, what are they? What are those called? Uh, the uh, damn it, dude. Astrophytum mysterias. Uh, mm-hmm. Like if you read the history on some of those, like the, the it, they go way back, way yeah. back. You know, and they call it like the plant from the plants that came from the stars or something like that. Like some ancient civilizations referred to them as, um, that, that they weren't naturally here, that they came from the stars. So, yeah. And there, a lot of those are star shaped. Right. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I love those too. I just got my first one. Nice. Be careful. It's, it gets addicting. I know. I, it's bad. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. It, it can get bad sometimes. Like last time I saw you, I told you I put myself on a plant bound because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'll, I, I, I prioritize plants before other things <laughs> and <laughs> I got to chill, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a little break is good once in a while. Yeah. But I tell myself, hey, at least it's not something else. You know, at least it's not like drugs yeah. or, you know, some other unhealthy habit. Um, right. What inspired you to, uh, start your plant pitch i think um you know during the pandemic on my personal page it just was a lot going on 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 there and just seeing things i needed a break um from Mm -hmm. that because i was really being vocal about a lot of social justice stuff on that page on on that page and um i sometimes just wanted to clear my head and look at plants. Right. And that's, yeah. that's all I wanted to look at for, you know, an hour or whatever, when I'm scrolling through my phone, I just want to look at plants. Um, so yeah, I would go back and forth between the two. And I think eventually I started posting some of that stuff on my plant page because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I felt like, Oh, wow, I have a bigger platform here. Right. Um, a wider platform. 
And I should be talking about these things here because it's important. I don't want to not talk about it because I, Hey, we're only here to talk about plants. I think it's important to talk about these social justice things. And, um, you know, if, if it makes people uncomfortable, you know, it is going to be uncomfortable, but we, that's how we regrow and, and we change is going through those things and facing those things. Yeah. I understand your stance completely on that. And, uh, I agree with probably all of everything that you do say. Um, I'm, I'm very liberal myself. I don't like to like identify with, uh, any particular party anymore, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I liberal as fuck, uh, straight up, but, um, I, I hold myself back because I can be the same way. I can, I can be extreme and I'll, mm-hmm. and you're not, I'm not going to say you are at all. Cause you're not. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll shove my point of view down people's throats and I'll get angry. And I just have a tendency towards like, um, being too passionate about that kind of stuff, you know, Yeah. but it's yeah. definitely important and it's important that, that it's addressed now, you know, um, it's crazy to me just how much things have flared up recently. I thought maybe we were going to get like some peace, you know, with this new party, yeah. but, um, yeah, I, I try not to pay a lot of attention to it because yeah, I get, I get into this zone and like my mental health depends on me to like, like just stay super positive. You know, I just you can easily get sucked into, um, darkness, but yes, this stuff is very important, important. And especially the stuff that's happening against the Asian community, you know, um, I, it, it's beyond me. I, I can't believe it. You know, the stuff that I'm seeing, it, it makes me sick. Um, and it's too bad that we're still having these conversations. It's too bad. Yeah. And, you know, I think we're going to continue to have these conversations and, yeah. you know, maybe not within our generation, but if we keep pushing that and keep pushing it, hopefully the next generation or the generation after that, you know, things get better and, and improve and improve and, um, that that's all we can hope for you know it's not going to be just you know all of a sudden things are better right we have to work and work and work um but i totally hear you with like it's a balance we can't just you know always be in that mindset and always talking about like those things we have to take our breaks and balance you know whether it's going outside and tending to our plants or um you know whatever take a walk whatever your thing is take a bike ride it's just, just really important to balance those things. And I think that's kind of why I, I did come to the plant page, you know, going back to why I started my plant page, it was just the social justice stuff was really just taking over. And it was kind of like um, interfering with my day-to-day life. And I was just like, you know, I need something else to balance this. Um, and I, I'd like to think that I, I've gotten to a place where there's a little bit more balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, kind of going back to earlier where I said, you know, the, the community can be addicting I think that's something now that I need to balance a little bit better too. Is just like, okay, I need to put my phone down. I can get back to this person and DM them back later. I don't need to be like on call, right? Like these people are going to be here. My phone's going to be there. I I have stuff I have to take care of. So, um, and, and I, and that's just me. I'm not saying like people expect me to answer right away, but that's just something within me. It's like, I got to check off someone. I see the little icon on Instagram. So there is an addiction there too. Um, oh, yeah. So I, that's something else that, I, that I'm, I'm trying to get better about and, you know, put my phone away and be like, you know, I'll be back. Don't worry. Yeah. I you struggle. I, mean? I struggle with that too. Um, I, I, I won't be present. Um, Cause I'm yeah. staring at my phone and also I'm like, I'm also trying to distract myself from what's going on in my head. So like, I'll like um, habitually, 
uh, impulsively use my phone and it's like i've already looked at all this stuff why am i still here you know why am i still looking at all this stuff so yeah i get it um it's, man, it's like a coping mechanism right for like, sure but it might not be a, a healthy mechanism. one yeah i think it can be it's yeah. just like finding that balance which takes time and practice and you know yeah. you, you have to be intentional about it yeah in excess anything can be uh can have the opposite effect for sure um, yeah. can i ask you what's your nationality so i am mexican american i guess uh-huh. <laughs> um i my my family's from mexico and um but they came over here and uh you know, my parents went to high, to high school in, in Los Angeles in Huntington Park, and that's where they met. Okay. Um, so that's, you know, I, I guess the first generation uh, yeah. to be born here. Yeah. Same, same, same. First generation. My mom was moved here from the Philippines when she was young. That's cool. Oh, cool. And I think it's easier for people like us that um, are the children of immigrant, of an immigrant uh, or immigrants uh, to care about these issues that we were just talking about. Uh having personally been on the other side of racism, uh, you know, because of the color of my skin. And I, I lived in Orange County when I was younger. So, uh, yeah, I did that. That's a big part of why I'm so passionate about it, too. And that's why I say it can get like a little extreme for me is uh, my past experience with that. You know, um, there was like a lot of white power people where I where I grew up. And when I went to high school, like little crews, cliques, gangs, whatever you want to call them, uh, of white power people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I struggled a lot with racial identity growing up. Um, I don't know if you relate to that, but uh, yeah, it, it's tough being on the other side yeah. of that. Yeah, definitely. I think I've, um, so I, I mentioned earlier, I moved around a lot. So I meant going to a lot of different schools in different areas. And I kind of looking back now, I, I was kind of a chameleon. I would change the way I dressed and mm-hmm. the way, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was keeping up with the trends or trying to fit in, I'm trying to figure out right now. And it's just like, um, it's interesting to look back and, and see like, okay, when I was in Anaheim Hills, I was wearing like, you know, skater clothes and, you know, that kind of person. And then when I moved to Downey, when I went to eighth grade, I was wearing like baggy Tommy Hilfiger and yeah. white tees and chains and talking my like hair they, back. Talking like this a little <laughs> bit, you know, a little swagger. Not, not, no, I still talk <laughs> normal, but like I, I wore that. And then when I went to high school, it became like this, like, merger of the two and then i started to listen to like you know bands like corn and <laughs> limp biscuit and those you know, blink 182 so the, you know i had like the spiky hair all around and, yeah um, i think i grew into a little bit more of my own style by that time yeah that that's interesting how old are you i'm 34 okay so we're around the same age i'm 30 about to be 31 uh, on 420 actually um but Yeah, uh, I relate to that a lot. Like I did the same thing where I kind of like was always trying to fit in and um, changing the way I I maybe presented myself or the way I dressed um, to try to fit in and stuff like that. And that's like ultimately how you really figure out who you are. You know, it's interesting when you get into your adulthood, especially I realized like when I started getting closer to 30, you start to really feel like the mortality of life. Like you're you're realizing that, hey, maybe my body's not as good as it used to be. you know, and you're like, look back, I've, at least I have, I've spent a lot of time um, trying to figure out why I am the way I am, you know, mm-hmm. and like mental health is really important to me. So um, I'm, I'm always working on myself. And in order to do that, you have to look back, you know, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I look at the past a lot. I try not to, to dwell on the past anymore, which was a problem for mine, for me for, for a really long time. And, and, you know, I've slipped in and out of depressions and stuff like that. But um, 
yeah, um, I, I relate to that a lot and I appreciate you sharing that with me. Um, yeah, that's something that like I talk about on my other podcast, it's called that was then this is now it's like, uh, okay. it's about how like our past don't have to define us, but they shape us into the people that we are today. And, um, it's about overcoming adversity, whether that be, uh, you know, racial stigmas, um, mental health, LGBTQ stigmas, um, things like that of that nature. Um, you know, uh, people that experience that or even poverty, uh, that's the type of people that I want to talk to you, people that have experienced poverty and how they overcame that, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I would love to, I would love to, uh, talk to you more about that on another time. I'll spare the plant people too much of it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, the, and you don't you never know. They they might, you know. I think we've all can look back and 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 see how things have kind of formed who we are now. Mm -hmm. And and like you were saying, now that I'm in my thirties, it's I'm very much more comfortable with who I am, and yes. you know things like that. And it's I'm I'm enjoying my thirties. I know people kind of dread like oh turning thirty and getting older, um, but I'm I'm okay with it. Like I've I've come to peace with it and um, I like who I am now. And, but still, like you said, I think it's important to keep looking back and informing yourself and, um, and, and growing and changing and, and, you know, evolving. Yeah. If there's one thing that I've learned, people say, uh, some people like to say people don't change. Um, I, I think it's actually quite the opposite. I think people can grow and change infinitely, uh, infinitely. I'm not the same person I was six months ago. I'm not the same person I was, especially who I was about over two years ago um, when I was like, I was doing drugs and stuff. And, uh, you know, I got caught up in addiction for a really long time. And and that kind of really like, like halts who you are. It puts you on pause. What happens a lot with substance abuse is people say you start using when they're 15 and they get sober when they're 30, which is pretty much my story. Um, you get stuck in that point of development that you were at when that, when it started. So you start dealing with maybe like, things that people deal with when they're 18, you know, when you're 30. Um, and, yeah. and it's really tough adjusting. So yeah, it required a lot for me to like work on myself and for me to be comfortable enough with myself to not want to put a substance in my body, um, to change who I am and feel like I fit in or uh, be comfortable or whatever, um, masking a lot of my problems. But, um, yeah. What, what kind of stuff do you do like self-care wise? Uh, I know you tend to your plants. I heard you say something about riding a bike. Uh, that was just an example, but it is okay. something that I, w I want to, that I've been talking to my, my wife about. It's like, I, I want to buy a bike and I want to go for bike rides. Um, you know, Long Beach has all these bike lanes. So it's like, yeah. I want to take advantage of them and take more bike rides, get outside a little bit more. Um, but yeah, that's something I do want to do. But other than that, um, you know, I, other than the plant thing, it's I'm pretty bad at it, you know, to be, to be really honest That's about okay. it. Like I'm really bad at taking care of myself and taking a break. Um, one thing I do do is like, I, I do recognize like, okay, I need a break and I'll go outside and, and tend to my plants. But before that it was, you know, it wasn't that as good as that, you know? So plants have welcomed something good and, and in the form of like self-care and taking care of myself. Yeah. Um, you know, and other than that, I think it's, I'm really good at compartmentalizing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I, I'm able to put things to rest for a little bit and then come back to it later, whether it's work or 
um, personal, whatever it might be. Like I, I, I'm pretty good at setting those kind of boundaries too. Okay. So that definitely helps as well. I think that's really important, especially now that, you know, uh, people are working from home is being able to set those boundaries and, um, be like, yeah, uh, it's five o'clock. I'm not on the clock anymore. I need to, to stop working and, you know, get on my, my personal life. And it's, you know, sometimes those are going to be blurred though, because, uh, right now I'm working from home. So right. it's like, I you live at work. Right. I live at work and it's like sometimes home stuff happens and you have to attend to that right away. And technically you're on the clock. So do you have a tendency to overwork yourself? Um, sometimes, sometimes yeah. it depends. Yeah. 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 I have that same problem, dude. I mean, uh, nobody, I don't think anyone does it perfect, but yeah, I mean, I work a full schedule and then I, you know, I got to ship and I got to take care of my baby and I, I got to be a boyfriend and, um, you know, it's tough. It's tough balancing all those things. Sometimes I don't, I don't have, or I, I think it's an excuse. I have the time. I just don't make the time, you know, I don't yeah. use it. Um, you know, but I, what I try to do is like squeeze a run in as often as I can. There was a point where I was running a hundred miles a month. I was like a fucking maniac about it. Um, now I think I've ran like 45 miles this month and we're more than halfway done. But, um, yeah, I just, I force myself. It's like behavioral activation. It's like, I just, even when I don't want to do it, the more I do it, uh, when I don't want to, the easier it gets to say yes when it, when it comes up, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just like mm -hmm. breaking that habit. Um, and I go through waves where I'll, three months will go by and I haven't ran once, you know, straight up, especially when the pandemic first hit, I didn't do shit for like six months, gained a yeah. bunch of weight, you know, caught a, yeah. an internet habit for sure. And like <laughs> got stuck in, in the online world, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think it's important to do find that thing that gets you out of, you know, that mindset and be able to take a break and, um, you know, center yourself. Yeah. It's easy to go on autopilot. I like become a yeah. robot, you know, and my car fills up with trash from the week, you know, from the food that I was eating. And like, I don't even know what time it is. I don't know what day it is. It's very easy to go on autopilot, especially if you're working a lot, you know, but um, how blessed are we to have the gardening thing, to have plants like our passion for plants? Cause it's there, you know? Yeah. And it's something I said before, and you'll probably hear us talk about it all the time, but the plants are always there, you know, and soon yeah. as, whenever you need, you can, uh, take a little breather. No, definitely. What, what kind of music do you listen to? I know you, you, you listed like pretty an array, an array of, of different types of music. I know you like death cab. That's what got me excited. <laughs> uh, you like Ben Gibbard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like death cab. I love postal service. Hell yeah. I love, bright eyes. Um, I'm a little bit into not as much, but yeah, yeah, I do listen to Bright Eyes. But yeah, like you said, it's I'm pretty eclectic. Like everything from like, you know, Kendrick Lamar on my bio, I have a line from Kendrick Lamar, uh -huh. Born Warrior, looking for euphoria. He says euphoria in the song, but I say euphoria. Okay. Um, but I also like, you know, I like going. I used to, you know, back when we could, I would go to a lot of like the the festivals around Los Angeles, like uh -huh. Camp Flogna. That was, you know, really cool place to see these smaller groups more indie groups that you don't see but then also you know big bigger artists that would come up you know i think tyler the creator is really awesome i love his music and i yeah. love his festival and i think he does a good job of mixing it up and helping people discover music um i think that's something i'm really interested in is finding the new new artists and listening to them and finding new music and just you know, i don't really I, I mean, I listen to Taylor Swift. I listen yeah. to 
you know, Frank Sinatra. I listened to you That's know right. everything in between. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you go to Rock the Bells back in the day? I didn't. You no, didn't? no. What about Coachella? Yeah. Big, big regret. So I never been to Coachella. Really? I had tickets one year, and I ended up selling them, and because I couldn't go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I was going to go by myself, and just I was not comfortable with that yet of going to a concert or anything by myself at that time so i was like you know i'm just gonna sell it so that's what happened then Hmm. that was yeah but i've never been to coachella uh now it's kind of weird i i don't know if i want to go to coachella it's different now yeah yeah but that's why i like the the smaller ones like i used to like um fyf fest in la yeah i've been to that a few times yeah 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 do you like yeah 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 I like yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I love Karen O. <laughs> Karen O's awesome. One of my favorite um, bands. Broken Social Scene. I like them. Yeah, of course. They yeah. played there. I'm just trying to think of bands that played there. Uh, what about Fortet? Do you know Fortet? I do. Yeah. You like not, electronic music at all? I do, but not. It's not. So that's one one genre where like I can listen to definitely when I'm working. I need to focus. I'll probably throw in some electronic music where there's little to no vocals and it's just like you know, driving me to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I can focus a little bit more. Um, but no, I, I, I mean, I, it's hard to single out like what genre of music cause it's just like yeah. all over the place for me. Yeah. I relate to that completely. That's awesome. Um, what about modest mouse? <laughs> oh yeah. 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 I love modest mouse. Um, it's one of my favorite bands, all time favorite bands. No, they're awesome. Uh, and then I was talking to Daniel uh, from DA Pots uh-huh. uh, or DA Pottery, and he he was posting some. He was showing me some pictures, like uh, old ticket stubs that he went to for like Modest Mouse, and mm-hmm. I guess they threw this festival at the the Queen Mary, and um, the lineup was just sick. Yeah. I can't remember exactly who was on there, but I just remember it was like, well, that was the lineup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a band I haven't seen and I've been wanting to, uh, I used to be like a music festival fanatic and I would shoot photos for this like online, uh, music blog. So I'd get like mm-hmm. press passes and I, w- I went to Coachella too many times and I went up to, um, one of my favorite festivals was like Sasquatch music festival in Washington. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and FYF, I used to go to that and sunset junction. I haven't been to a festival in years. Um, but yeah, I was really into that. Like in my late teens and early twenties for sure. Um, do you yeah. like, did you like punk music at all growing up? Uh, no. Yeah. Well, uh, well, let's say this. I'm not, I'm not against it. I did. It's not that I don't like it. I just don't want to, I'm not a poser. I'm not going to be like, yeah, yeah punk, I'm, I'm a punk, punk rocker. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, yeah, I like punk. Blink-182 is the best. You know, it's like, that's not necessarily punk, you There's know? people like uh, hitting their fists on the table. Yeah. Blink-182 is not punk. <laughs> I love Fallout Boy. They're punk, right? Like, yeah. no, I, I'm, I, I recognize punk and I, I appreciate bands, um, especially bands like, I, I know it's not necessarily punk, but like The Clash mm. and mm. you know, you know, older bands like that. Like, I, I really grew up listening to. Uh, I got lucky. My, my parents would play music all the time and everything from like Fleetwood Mac to right. Don Henley and the Eagles to you know everything and it's just i grew up listening to all kinds of music yeah that, that and yeah. that do you like to listen to music when you care for your plants at all 
honestly, most of the time it's in silence. Like I just okay. go out there, no music, just me and my plants. Um, but when I'm out there like potting and stuff or mixing soils and things like that, I have uh, my little stereo back there and I'll, I'll play music. Yeah. 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 I relate to you so much, dude. That's, uh, I knew, I figured like when I saw your post and I saw your style the first time I met you, um, music is really important to me big time, you know? Like, yeah. And that's the one thing I miss the most probably out of everything that, you know, I can't attend or do right now because of COVID-19 mm. it's live music. You know, I had a whole bunch of concerts that I was going to go to and they all got postponed or canceled. And it's like, I, but I'm also like struggling with, okay, I, if they came back in a couple months, how comfortable am I going to be going to these things again? Right. You know, it's right. going to be weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what are you doing soil mix wise? You create your own, you create your own mix over there. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty basic. I, I, I made a short video. Um, I know there's, <laughs> there, it can be an area of contention in the community but honestly, it's what works for for you and the way you water and the way the, the where you live and what where your plants are and what kind of plants you have. But basically, it's mostly like, you know, 70% pumice and the rest is just some sort of organic material, like, you know, whether it's soil or compost, people use different things. Um, you know, some other things I'll just put in like volcanic rock and pumice or like mm -hmm. you know a lot of the mesms like the lithops and stuff like that um i don't put a lot of organic stuff um that's something that i've learned it's uh, more it's like their just natural learning. habitat is more like that right yeah a little bit and, and they're a little bit more finicky when it comes to watering um mm. i'm i've learned um, by you know killing some and and doing research and talking to people through in the community i've learned a lot yeah. 70% pumice. That sounds like a lot. It sounds high to me. Yeah. I put a lot because, um, when I first started, it'd be like the ratio might've been the reverse. And I was like, okay, this soil is still too, too moist, too wet for too long. And I started worrying about rot and I was like, okay, so I, it, I incrementally started adding more and more and talking to other people that are cool enough to share their, their yeah. recipes and what works for them. Um, I just started experimenting and seeing what works for me. And it seems like that's a pretty standard, um, okay. not necessarily the number, that ratio, but, you know, just having more pumice than mm -hmm. soil so that it's fast draining. Even columnar, oh, yeah. are you talking even columnar cacti too? All of your succulents? Everything. Yeah. Everything I have is in, in that mix. Okay. Um, I still have some stuff that's in like what came from the nursery like usually it's like that pd kind of yeah. mix that's crappy and yeah. I, I need to switch it out um but yeah a lot of the everything that i've repotted is pretty much in that that mix um other than like i said like the the mess sounds like lithops and stuff like that I'll, I'll put a little bit less organics okay i'm out. taking notes in my head um, <laughs> that's interesting i i didn't realize i i knew i just learned like even East Coast Camancha, he posts about putting like San Pedro's in in inorganic, which sounds crazy to me. Um, I didn't realize people do that. You know, I have my astrophytums in inorganic, mostly like like high percentage uh, inorganic, and then I have my loafs in that too now. And this is something I just started getting into. Someone was telling me about sifting soil um, mm -hmm. to like you know, and then using that as the organic portion. Um, but that's cool. Yeah. I, I, I guess I want to experiment more with soil. 
for sure. Yeah. And, and it, it all comes down to like where you're at. Like if it rains a lot, then yeah, you might want to put more, a lot more inorganic and very little organic material because you, it's going to, you know, not going to retain that moisture as long. So if, if it's more inorganic stuff, then you're going to water more. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's raining all the time, like, you know, if you're in Florida, then yeah, it makes sense to have inorganic, but if you're, you know, in California, you know, maybe that won't work as much because it doesn't rain that much and we've been in a drought we're still in a drought yeah. even though it rained you know I'm, I'm glad it rained uh what was it like a week ago or so mm-hmm. and that was the first drink of water for my plants for a while for a few months and um you know I, they're doing great okay so you you try not to use your uh use water from the from the hose you try to like let it naturally so that's something new that i've done like i i got um a rain barrel through like the city of Long Beach. Okay. Um, I bought a rain barrel and then I've been collecting and putting the water in there. Um, but that's, that's pretty new. Other than before that, I was basically just putting um, water from the hose and, and okay. like a little tank. Okay. Um, try to let it like evaporate. Um, Limiting get, at least. Uh, yeah. Kind of evaporate some, let it sit for a while and evaporate some of those like um, chemicals, like the, the chlorine and stuff out. Yeah. Um, and then watering with that. And, and then, um, you know, I, there's people out there like uh, Cactus Quest and Charlie Sucks made a video about how they do it. And they kind of figure out what their pH is in their water and mm-hmm. add vinegar to make that, you know, number change and then adding the fertilizer in there too. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of information out I there. Know. And I'm always learning. And um, I'm grateful for everyone sharing when, when people share like their, their tips and their, what works for them, it's helpful, even though that might not work for me personally, at least I can learn something from that and maybe tweak it to, to work for me personally. Um, and, you know, and I, I really appreciate when people share those yes. things and cause there's people out there and, and I get it. Like you want to keep that stuff to yourself or it's it's your, maybe it's your, your, your life. Like that's how you're making a living, whatever, um, by selling your rocks um, or sorry, your soil mix. Um, and that's whatever that I don't want to get into that, but I, I, I believe in the community and sharing and, and I think if, if you do share what's in there, people are still going to buy your stuff because there's going to be people out there. It's like, yeah, I don't have that accessible to me, or I don't want to even bother with that. I just want to buy it and have it ready for me to use. Yes. Um, so that's why it's like, I'm, I'm not trying to sell and I'm not trying to like, take away anybody's ability to sell yeah um there's oil mixes and i think you know there's a demand out there so obviously people want that stuff and that's really cool um and i think yeah i I just try to share what i learn and what works for me and because you know i've i've learned from others so i like to pass that on yeah um shout out to peter w plants like he has i think he still has a an image on his instagram of like his soil mix and that's kind of what you know, everybody bases their stuff around. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and I think I've learned a lot from Peter W too. Like he's a old school guy. That's so cool that you're so conscious and you're inspiring me to be more conscious. You said you bought a water barrel from the city. Yeah, they had this program. Um, it was between the city of Long Beach and I think the company's called Rain Barrels International. Okay. Um, and yeah, they they had some. They were selling some barrels and there was a way to get a rebate, but you had to have like 
rain gutters and all these different things that I don't necessarily have right now. So I wasn't able to get that rebate, but I think the rain barrel is still at a, a discount. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. And you're so right about the sharing of information. I think it's really important. Um, and that's what I love about the plant community so much. I really appreciate when people share how to videos or, you know, behind the scenes of whatever they're doing, you know, but yeah. Yeah. There's just so much information. And, and like you said, it's growing exponentially and there's going to be a lot of new people that don't know what's going on or what's best for their plan or um, something that's really kind of important to learn right away is how to tell what's field collected or not field collected. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's great accounts to learn that and uh, ethical cactus uh, cactus update is always someone I go to and be like, Hey, is this field collected or Hey, this is field collected. Right. Cause even like now I feel like I'm better at it, but it's still hard to tell sometimes what, what is uh, field collector, what isn't field collected. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's certain things that it's a little bit easier to tell. Um, but yeah, I still get people DMing me and asking like, is this field collected or um, thanks for telling me I didn't know. And I think it's about like learning and, and figuring that stuff out. Yeah. Isn't it a little easier to tell when they're like more mature, I guess, like when they're older? A little bit. And like um, some of the ones that are easier to tell, at least for me, just look, especially because I just use ethical cactus guide and they have like a picture of habitat plan and cultivation plant and cultivation and you can totally just tell the difference mm-hmm. um so like ariocarpus is pretty pretty easy for the most part um it can probably get a little bit tricky with some of them um uh loaf lilifora's could yeah. be pretty easy to tell um copiopo is pretty easy to, to to see right away whether it's poached or not um yeah and then unfortunately that's a big like popular prized one and um it kind of gets shown out there a lot but i think they look beautiful in cultivation and and i i don't see the need to to go out and collect them from the habitat i I love to see them in habitat and and leave them there but you know i don't need it in my collection i can just get one in, in cultivation yeah I understand the importance of that. I remember I reached out to you to ask you some questions when you posted about it the first time because I was like just becoming conscious of it and I wanted to make sure that I wasn't making any mistakes. Um, And I appreciate you uh, making yourself available when you did, man. And I've really enjoyed this conversation, dude. Uh, Hopefully we didn't get off the topic of plants too much for everybody, but um, (laughs) it's nice to break the ice and uh, have a chance to interact with you, dude. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Garrett. And um, yeah, I'm down to do this again if if you want to do it and and talk about more plant stuff and not plant stuff. Cool, yeah. Jesse brought a mic, brought his own mic. He bought a mic to record this episode, <laughs> so I really appreciate that. Um, that's dope. You're the first person to do that. Uh, yeah. So the fact that you bought a mic alone, I want to make your investment worthwhile. We should definitely do this again, man. And uh, yeah. Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, how can, what can you spell your username for me? Uh, it's Euphorbia, Euphoria, but it's spelled different, right? Yeah, it's spelled um, incorrectly because the the right correct, but the correct uh, spelling was taken. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. And I didn't actually notice that until someone pointed it out to me. I was like, oh, it is spelled incorrectly, but the other one was taken. That's why it switched to that one, I guess. But uh-huh. it's Euphorbia, E-U-P-H-O-R-B-I-A, mm-hmm. and then it's E-U-P, E-U-P- no, I'm spelling it the right E-U-H. way, E-U-H-P-O-R-I-A-A, 
Yeah. So euphoria, euphoria with the H and the P P switch switch on the euphoria. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> Can I ask you one more thing too? What what is what are you working on? Like, what's next? I know because you got that bonfire thing. Do you have any plans in the works? Are you collaborating with anybody? Do you got anything that you want to? Um, yeah, so I ordered some new stickers. I, I made another design. Um, yeah, I think it's just like our trading cards, right? It's just right, fun yeah. to, to trade with people. And if you want to buy them, cool. I, don't, I try to charge just what costs for them, basically. That's and, right. And the cost of mailing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's cool just trading stickers with people. Yeah, I'm trying to catch up. I'll get there eventually. I got to get some stickers, man. But you inspired me a lot today, man. And thank you so much for this conversation. Um, if everybody could please like, review, subscribe, and uh, hit that share button. I would really, really appreciate that. And uh, until next time, thanks, Jesse. Thank you.